What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. It's me, your host today, Teresa, and I am here joined, of course, by my awesome co-host and my partner in podcasting crime, the NY Patriot. What up, what up? How are you? Very good, very good. That's good. We're ha- having a whole host of technical issues this morning, which oh. is super fun. God, I've, I've been trying to render a video three times since last night. I just don't I think it's, it's happening. It's not <laughs> happening. The tech gods are not on our side. We were block, blocked from going live from this recording. Yeah, well, because um, you got a strike. You know, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. As soon as I went to go set up the StreamYard, I literally went to go like set it up, and it said something about connecting to YouTube. And I grabbed my phone to text you and asked you if you got a strike this morning. And I was like, and I picked it up and saw you showing me the strike. And I was like, well, now I know why I can't stream well, to YouTube. There you go. Thanks for your efforts, though. Yeah. An A for I effort. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that sucks. But it's just a reminder for people, you know, to uh, subscribe on various platforms. So, like, you know, audio platforms don't get censored as much. Um, we are starting up a bit shoot. So. Check that out. I'm sure, like, we'll add all the links to our link trees and whatnot. Yeah, that's so. the censored video. This video that was censored on YouTube is now out on BitChute, so. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he's, my, he's my tech wizard, so. <laughs> and works, and yeah. our returning guest, her first episode is out today, too, so. Yes. So, yeah, our returning guest today is the wonderful Amy Hunter, researcher, author, fellow podcaster, spiritual gangster, big OG. <laughs> uh, yeah. So your previous episode just came out this week, the week that we are recording this. So that's awesome. And um, do you want to say hi and introduce yourself again? Yeah. So, well, for one, I want to say, I'm sorry you were censored. I am no stranger oh, to censorship yeah. and it sucks. Yes. So really sorry to hear that. And uh, for those that don't know me, uh, formerly known as Amy says what the fuck, but now I'm going by my real name, Amy Hunter, and I have a new podcast which is called Amy's Research, and you can get that on Apple or Spotify. Wonderful, and it's the best. I love it. Oh, thank you so. Much. Yeah, I checked out your uh, your latest episode about quantum entanglement, um, and there was another part of it, quantum entanglement, and. Um, soulmates. soulmates, yeah, soulmates. I really liked yeah. it a lot, and thank uh, you. Yeah, it was great. So everyone should definitely check it out. I like how you just like put it out. Like you're like, I just needed to do it like the night before it came to me, and then you just like dump it, and it's there. Yeah, I, it's some great. nights I can't sleep, and I feel like there's a reason for it, and it's That's... like this creative energy, and it just comes out and. <laughs> that's why I do best. some of my shorts actually my, like the shows that I do by myself is um I've noticed and it's like and it really has nothing to do with the person technically it could just you know uh, I can't expect co-hosts of stuff that I work with to be as available as me so when I have these these things coming into my head and I want to get them out 
I'll just do it by myself because I can't expect her or somebody else or like when I had Lux when they call rejects, I can't expect them to be able to drop their shit. So that's why I like doing my shorts too because when I have one of those moments like you're saying and I just want to get something out, I don't have to rely on anybody. I just do it myself and I feel great after that. Yeah. It's <laughs> and like then a, I can go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's yeah. like a cathartic release. Yeah. Sometimes. There's even some that I it put is. out that you can look at that obviously neither it's late at night or I'm whacked. Because yeah. you, you can tell it's like 1230 at night, I'm stoned out, and I just couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> I know. I think there's a reason for that. It's like something is like, yeah, I don't no, know. I know what you're saying. When you can't yeah. sleep, it's like, why? It's like something, uh, not to sound weird, but it's almost like something speaking through you, and you just have to get it out. That's crazy. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's extreme. like an urge. It is. It is. It's creative good. urge. Yeah. Awesome. So... We're having you back on, obviously, because you're one awesome, <laughs> awesome to talk Thanks. with in general. However, you are such a good researcher, and um, your first book, Synergy, um, is really all about like the bloodlines and powers that be that run the 21st century. So I wanted to have you on because I know a lot of people who, when they start talking with their family or their friends about conspiratorial-type topics... They're always like, well, they want us to do this, and they want us to do that. And it's like, people ask me, like, well, who is the they? Who is this group of mysterious people trying to, like, puppeteer the world, right? So I thought, no one better to ask than Amy Hunter. <laughs> who is that? Well, thank you, and yeah. I love talking to you guys. I, yeah. I felt like our last conversation was so great because awesome. you guys – know what I'm talking about and you guys can interject your like add on to what I'm saying and it's just such a great conversation and knowledge and so thank you for having me on again oh, yeah. and um I really appreciate it and <laughs> you know to ask who are they uh, we really have to go back to the beginning and work with the history that we've been told and discern that history and I think you can figure out a lot when you start understanding standing patterns and these hidden bloodlines that control our banks, secret intelligence agencies, secret societies, all the way up to the Vatican, the technocrats, the alien agenda, wars, false flags, weather controllers, the media, the list goes on. Right? There's so many things. I love the There's alien so agenda many. one. Oh. Yeah. The which one? The alien agenda. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. yeah, and the New Age, and yeah. So these groups would be described <laughs> as the cause of personified evil in this world, or what I call the control matrix. And so, how did this control matrix begin? Well, what I find to be interesting is that when you study ancient Sumer and Phoenicia and Egypt, you know most people don't always associate that with the Greco-Roman Empire. But the more that I read about these so-called civilizations, you know, they all share the same gods, the same geographical locations on earth, the same ideologies, and even in some cases, the same alphabet and language, and the same creation stories, you know, they yes. just have different deities, and so uh, one thing that I discovered is that um, the earliest records of the elite on earth came from the small island of Crete. C-R-E-T-E, -E, which is a Greek island in the Mediterranean Sea, specifically the town of Kanya, which is spelled C-H-A-N-I-A, -A, Kanya. Kanya. And, yeah. I know. So 
Tanya um, is where Minos the Crete, who was the first king, and he was the son of Zeus and Europa. Now, Minos sounds very similar to Menes of Egypt, who was an ancient king, Manus of Germany, Manu of India, and Mizraim of the Bible. Now, these cultures all believe that life, the creation, was born out of chaos. Now, the word chaos derives from the Greek word chaos, sounds the same, meaning abyss, emptiness, and infinite darkness. Now, chaos in its early forms on Earth have been linked to the city of Kanya on the Greek island of Crete. And the city of Kanya is where piracy began. So the pirates of Kanya who were part of this ancient bloodline of Minos, the Crete, you know, they were, they would steal, loot, pillage, and murder. And according to Greek mythology, Minos, the Crete, was the first king who oversaw the elite, his own bloodline. And these were the pirates. And he was also the first person um, that started a navy or an army. And the name Kanya literally translates to a place for pirates. And Kanya, like you just said, sounds like Kanye, chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, and what did the Navy do? The Navy guided ships. They drove ships. And to con something literally translates to guide a ship. And so some other con, lexicon, is construct, conceal, conflict, confusion, conquer, contagion, contract, confiscate, conduit, conspiracy, the cons, piracy, republican. God. Okay. <laughs> now these men who were out at sea conning their ships, they were rowing their boats, like row, row, row your boat. So the Roman, this is where we get the word Roman, Roman empire, the Roman. Now these Roman were worshipped by conning their warships. And we get the word worship from warship. I've thought of that before. I've really wondered. Yeah. That's, you know, and I think people should really, as silly as it sounds, it almost sounds childlike. When you have a word that's very close to another one that might just be a letter or two off, don't think that there may be some sort of symbolism, similarity somehow. Even if it seems, even if it seems childlike, the similarity that you seem, see, may not be wrong. I think yeah. people yeah. really screw up the English language because we, almost all of us, we don't understand what it's really saying. Right. So when they, like you're just saying, these little differences in words, we don't realize that it might have something together or, or be linked in a way, but the people using yeah. it do. And they're like, well, we just told you what we're doing, but you don't get it. Yeah. Because you're I not think- reading the language like we are. Yeah, like some, I know probably some people listening to this will interject in their mind and be like, well, that's just in English. It doesn't apply, you know, necessarily yeah. to other languages. But you our language is so find, occult. I think it's, 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 it's made to work in so many ways in so many languages. It's hidden. I think it's yeah. hidden magic. And I think. Even just the so shapes le- themselves, they're parts of sigils and shit. Right. Exactly. And this is going to sound, this is going to sound really stupid, but you know the show Game of Thrones? Yeah. Have you got you? I know uh, NY has seen it. Have you seen it, Amy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that show, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things because when you watch it and you 
then end up knowing what happened. Like say you're watching it the second or third time, or you look at spoilers like me because I love looking at spoilers. But um you're on Reddit trying to find out what happened three episodes. <laughs> totally later. Was like yeah. I was watching <laughs> I was watching the episodes like a few weeks before they came out the last season. Totally. Yeah, right? I was anyway, that person. My point was that um when you watch that show and you listen to the dialogue again, you will notice they tell you so many things literally. But you're not listening to it like that the first time. So I feel yeah. like it changed a lot of how I look at the world because they do that. The they, the elites or whatever, that's what they do. They literally tell you like verbatim what's going on, for example, in the language they use and the wording that right. they choose. And you're just not looking at it like that because you think it has a different meaning until yeah. you start to see it the way that they see it. Look how much look how much of our look how much of our language got it adopted from Shakespeare. Who the fuck Shakespeare? It comes from you the know, Greek. but like we're yeah. I mean, people are questioning if that was even like Francis Bacon and somebody else. Like we don't even know. Like, yeah. you know, for all we know, is a, a mason handed us the you know all yeah. this. Yeah. Well, like our yeah. alphabet comes from the Roman alphabet. Like, much of our language comes from the Roman alphabet, and all you have to do is just look at them side by side, and, like, even, like, the chevron symbol, that's where you get the letter A, and the M, and the N, and the V upside down. So, like, I mean, when you really study language, like, the English language is relatively new, and it derives from the Greco-Roman Empire, literally. And all of our words are derivatives of Greek words. Like, even the word heroes, like, heroes, he rose, like, boat, he rose a boat, heroes. Damn. <laughs> you know, like, it's these little tiny nuances within words that I think people just overlook because they're so conditioned to just, it's the English language, it's our language. Well, where does that come from? I and, find that interesting that you're saying that because uh, even at the end of Crowley's, like, magical career, well, not the end, but I guess at one point he was more into, like, the Hebrew gematria. And mm. the Hebrew Kabbalah, and then like near the later on, he kind of started switching over to Greek. And it's because I did think that yeah. maybe going along with English, it might have worked better. Mm -hmm. just, I mean, there's whole so many different reasons why, but That's I had wondered like what you were getting at with, you know, the Greco-Roman and Greek and the the influence in English. I had wondered if that's why maybe he did that move. You know, that's really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted well, to ask you, sorry, sorry, Teresa. No, no. I wanted to ask before you go on real quick with pirates. I, I don't know how much you're going to go into that or how much you're into that stuff. But yeah. do you think that maybe, I, this is just my belief or my theory uh, with pirates. One, I, I don't think we've, we've been told some like fairy tale for the most part. I'm sure there is, like, you know, what we believed to be pirates. I'm sure people probably do exist and have existed like that. But for the most part, I think it's just like if uh, you know, people were dressed up as Trump, but really Antifa, you know, as MAGA people. It's yeah. just it's just a cover story for what somebody's really doing. You know, they're doing something else. I don't I, think all pirates are really pirates, basically what I'm getting at. I think they could have been Masons. I think they could have been cultists. or I think they could have just been shady people doing stuff underneath pirates. So then you could also instill fear like they do with terrorism. You know, you, now you're scared of people that you can't see that are out in the water. They might get you if you go out there. You can't even see them yet. You're scared of them. Just like terrorists in 
and you know just doing things that are shady and having a scapegoat. I yeah. think that's happened a lot with pirates. I don't know if, if your idea, you know, what you think about them, maybe anywhere near that. Well, I, I agree with that. I think the pirates, and this all ties into the bloodline. So Minos the Crete, who was the king, and this is according to Greek, Greek mythology. So Minos the Crete spawned the line of man who created the control matrix according to Greek mythology. And these pirates were part of his bloodline, and they were just organized crime. And this ties into yeah. this bloodline that is spawned from the line of man that goes into the people that discovered America. I thought it was like kind American. of like mafia on the water. Yeah, basically. And yeah. and what happened was, you know, these Romans, you know, they discovered the new world in their ships. And we know this because of the pillars of Hercules. Now, in ancient times, Plato wrote that beyond the pillars of Hercules was the realm of the unknown. It was uncharted territory. Now, these pillars had two locations, and one was in Spain, which was the Rock of Gibraltar, and the other was in Morocco, which is called the Jebel Musa. And legend goes that Hercules smashed through the pillars, creating a connection from the Mediterranean Sea to the Atlantic Ocean, which formed the Strait of Gibraltar. And now these Romans could explore what Plato described as the realm of the unknown. Because the Strait of Gibraltar, coincidentally, in other cultures, is known as the gateway to uncharted territory. So the Pillars of Hercules symbolize, to me, the breakthrough of exploration when the Romans discovered the Americas, established their control matrix of slavery, trade, money, and war just in a new place, right? And the pillars are also called the columns, and they're featured on the Spanish coat of arms with a ribbon. And this is where we get the dollar sign. Got the S ribbon with the two lines, okay? And this goes back to the pirates. Now, what's interesting is that the pirates, they, they drove clipper ships. And I find it very interesting that many of the mascots that we have in modern times in sports, you know, we have the Clippers, the Pirates, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Vikings, the Spartans, the Trojans. All of these names go back to the Roman, the Greco-Roman Empire. Now, when you look at the pirate flag, the symbol is the skull and bones, which they call the Jolly Roger. And this symbol is used on flags in the Navy and the Coast Guard who monitor the waters. You know what I I think also that the pirate, like, this is what makes me think that it's quite possible that, you know, some of them are occultists too. Like, I, I also even think the maps aren't even, like, you're not going to be finding the gold you think you're going to be finding if you even make it to where you're going. I don't think all those supposed maps with all these X's and the gold is actually buried there. I don't, I think it's actually something else. But yeah. I, I think nowadays, just in occult symbolism, pirates are used for that because they're automatically... Covering an eye with an eye patch. Right. I mean, there's, like there's people, I'm sure, that wear Raiders shirts and hats because of that. You so know? you have the pirate with, with one eye patch, yeah. and then you have X marks the spot. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Then like the skull and cross, rising like, kind of sign. Right? Yeah, like it's yeah. very easy to use that stuff. You could be wearing that and making a statement to people. Maybe pirates are yeah. more so describing an alchemical process than anything else. 
Like, like you know, yeah. finding gold. That's and, like, what I'm getting you know, at with that map. Right, I don't exactly. charting water and finding gold. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more chemical shit going up on in their head. Could be. It could be both, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, they did steal stuff. Legit, but <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> and like you said, yeah. organized crime. But I was even going right. to mention this earlier. That you can listen, John Lennon. Uh, if you listen to some of an old interview with him, he talks about how he went onto a boat out into the water. And he went out with Yoko Ono, and he was supposed to do this whole fucking meditation thing. And then he gets into this storm comes. And just at that point, he's telling you a Kabbalistic story. But am I, like, I have heard of people, they will also go out into boats. Go out into the deep ocean, and they'll go into their thing, away from society. You know, so yeah. how do I know some of these X's on, this, on that map isn't like, this is where I was when I fucking crossed the abyss, meditating on my fucking boat. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll be totally honest. I'm that sure I'm sense. sure if there was a longitude and latitude device on that fucking boat, John Lennon wrote that shit down. If he's really having that experience then. Where did this That's happen crazy. and when and what time? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. a couple of weird things that popped into my head when you said um Gibraltar was I'm pretty sure that that location is where there is some black goo in the world. I'm pretty go. sure. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought that was weird. I was that's like, so interesting. Wait a minute. Yeah. That's weird. I'm sorry yeah, to keep interrupting you, Amy. No, it's fine. like that hour so. just turned into an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Well, what's crazy is that these, you know, seamen, which is where we get the word seamen, now, this is where it gets into the black nobility. So, the story of the seamen coincides with Enki, who is the Sumerian god of water and creation, okay, and the symbol for seamen in life, right? And also, there is a Sumerian god who is known as, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry, there's a biblical figure named Anak, who kind of sounds like Enki, Anak, who is known as the Kraken who is a sea monster of creation, okay? Now, the Anakim from the Bible were the descendants of the people who were mixed with the giants or the Nephilim. And Anakim sounds like Anunnaki. And Anunnaki literally means prince offspring, royalty, okay? So it makes me think of these black nobility families, these descendants of this bloodline. You know, some people call them the Khazars, some people call them the Minoan civilization. I simply call them the black nobility. Now, I think that the black nobility are the descendants of these, if you want to call them the Nephilim or the Anunnaki or going back to ancient Sumer, whatever this is. You know, I don't know. Just putting pieces together and trying to make patterns in my mind of what makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and so we want to talk about the black nobility, you know, they are Roman aristocratic families who overthrew the Pope and the papal states after the fall of the Eastern Roman empire. And they took over a lot of the nobles who were in allegiance to the Pope. Now this is the late 1800s, like around 1870. So this is relatively modern times. And what's important to understand is that these Italian Roman families, they are Iranian, they are Persians, and Khazars. Now these families, they left Turkey and the Middle East and came to Rome and established the first Etruscan cities of the Roman Empire. So we have the, Rome, we have the Persian Empire, 
which turned into the Roman Empire. And then when the Roman Empire allegedly fell, that became the Habsburg Empire. And when the Habsburg Empire was created, they moved the capital to Turkey, back home to the Khazars. And the black nobility is who created the Jesuits and the Italian mafia. And we have Pope Francis, who is the first Jesuit Pope. He is a Persian Italian and wears the papal tiara. Now the papal tiara is modeled after the Scythian Iranian kings, the Persians. You know, the famous red shoes that the popes wear. These are Persian symbols. And what's crazy is there was a DNA mutation thousands of years ago within the Iranian tribe, which caused blonde hair, green, blue, and hazel eyes. And from this mutation um, has been studied, and it's where we get the term Aryan. And the word Aryan derives from Iranian. And it's now politically incorrect to say Aryan. Like, it's been replaced with Indo-Iranian, literally. And there's also a DNA study um, conducted by the Russians in 2011 that links Iranian bloodlines to the Irish. And they, oh, I've yeah, heard so of that before. You, like, the Aryans that we think of like would be, in my mind, like more Germanic or like Northern Irish. So yeah. those people actually descended from Persia. It was a DNA mutation. Yeah, according to many studies. And they said that the people that were living in the Middle East at the time that had the lighter skin and the lighter hair, um, they were not used to the weather and they preferred colder climates. And so they migrated from Persia to Scandinavia and those were the Vikings. And the Vikings are also a symbol in sports. You know, I think it's very interesting. Um, and more seafaring type people. Yeah. Right. And Raiders. so these... Yeah, exactly. And these bloodlines, you know, have extremely strict breeding rules and programs. And the royal families throughout history uh, were only granted permission to breed uh, by the Pope. And so after the Eastern Roman Empire fell, you know, these royal bloodlines had to reassemble themselves. So they basically started interbreeding with each other. And they did this through breeding siblings, um, niece and uncle, nephew, and aunt, you know, this idea of incest goes all the way back to Egypt and Crete. Okay, the same belief. And the Habsburg lip is one deformity that came out of this royal interbreeding program. And you can Google that and look at it. It looks crazy. Um, while all this interbreeding was going on, the black nobility decided that they needed to extend their bloodline and find new families to breed with. And this decision was made by Queen Victoria to include the Nazi Anglo-American financial juggernauts. Okay, so bring in the Windsors, the Bushes, the Morgans, the Goldmans, the Lehmans, the Sachs, the Rockefellers, and the Rothschilds. Okay, now a big misconception about the Rothschilds is that, you know, they were self-made. And they did all this stuff with their banks and they became the richest people on earth. But the truth about the Rothschild is that the very first Rothschild that got a big break was actually employed by the German House of Hesse. And his job was to manage the treasury at the Vatican. Okay, so the Rothschilds 
could potentially be a nobody had they not got this job at the Vatican. And that is where they got all their money to, to start their banking system. It was by managing the Vatican treasury. Yeah. Um, so I even think that the Rothschilds have a hidden history beyond even what, you know, mainstream conspiracy says. Oh, I'm um, sure, yeah. Well, because yeah. wouldn't the Rothschilds have been traditionally Jewish? Yeah. They are, they are, I believe. Well, I guess they hire yeah. anyone who can do the job at the Vatican. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that, um, yeah, the Rothschilds came from the province where the German House of Hesse ruled. So, um, but another interesting piece of this puzzle is the island of Rhodes. And this goes back to the Roman, the Greco-Roman Empire. Now, the island of Rhodes is shaped like a tip of a spear. And coincidentally, you know, the weapon of choice of the Romans was the spear. And a Rhodes scholar at the University of Oxford nowadays is called, nicknamed, the tip of the spear. Now, these are the elites. To me, this is a symbol of who these bloodlines are today. And the word rose, like the flower, derives from the word rhodos, from the island of Rhodes, and to be under the rose means to have taken a pledge of secrecy. The word subrosa means to be done in secret. The CIA logo features a compass rose, and the national flower of Britain and the United States is the rose. And I don't think that's, that's really a coincidence. Because that would even now, go, that goes along with even like the same symbolism in, in like Kabbalistic stuff. Yeah. Having a spear and a rose. Uh, like I've, like yeah. I, I've even said, and I mean, you can't, I mean, even when it comes down to ceremonial magic and making talismans, when you use uh, Venus and Mars, um, they do, like, have a link to each other. And Venus would be the rose, and then the next sphere up would be Mars, and that would be the spear. You know, wow. so and they all link yeah. to each Yeah, so, like, I, I could totally see that. And But then, even even on the fifth sphere, I think you can have a five-petal rose, too, as a symbol, but... I, I th it's more or less, I think, that link that they're showing you right there. That's really interesting that you're saying. That's awesome. And, yeah. well, Britney Spears, Spear, is now married to a Persian. God. And she's, you know, what's crazy about Britney Spears right now is that she is on Instagram. And she has um, this project that she calls Project Rose. And she's always using rose emojis and says that she cannot talk about Project Rose. Now, she even has a perfume called Rose Fantasy. And there is no doubt that Britney is a high-profile bloodline asset under a pledge of secrecy. Now, she's also a member of Club 33 at Disney, which they say is basically access to a VIP lounge at all Disney resorts. Okay. Now, the Club 33 logo features the Fleur de Lis which is a symbol that derives from the Franks, and it's a type of javelin spear, which was used by Roman armies. Now, the entrance to all Club 33s has six roses, and the fleur de lis was used by the French nobility, who actually owns the Mona Lisa painting. Now, Britney Spears had a song called Mona Lisa, and the Mona Lisa's nickname is Femme Fatale, and that was the name of Britney's seventh album. So there's a lot of correlations with seventh you know, album. Her seventh album, yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's even the this this sphere that the chick with the rose would show up in. 
Oh my god! Oh, shit! I just got goosebumps. <laughs> oh my god! That's so oh crazy. my god! That's so crazy! Yeah. I literally have goosebumps. Yeah, that is the you design. Yeah, you get a beautiful naked woman. You can have a rose. You get a whole bunch of those, oh my those god. symbols for that that sphere. The green one, of course. And Britney, wow. Britney did have a green phase going on a while ago too. Yeah, when she had her most. Wow. Same time when what's his face had the green hat on with his eyeball twitching. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <The> Bieber. <laughs> oh. That's crazy. Yeah, she had her Instagram does change like the coloring that she uses. It goes from yellow to green to now the rose thing. And if you were to probably look at yeah. some of the more weirder people like her that are on like you know social media, you might see actually color schemes going along with each other. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. Yes. The other thing about Brittany is that I discovered is her ancestry goes all the way back to the Maltese people on the island of Malta. And that's where we get the Knights of Malta. And Brittany Spears is a Roman Catholic. And the Knights of Malta was originally called the Knights of Rhodes. Now, another famous Rhodes scholar is Bill Clinton. And there was a book written by a woman whose name is Bryce Taylor. And her book is called Thanks for the Memories. And you can find it online for free if anyone's interested. And um, she claims that she was part of Project Monarch. She's a Project Monarch whistleblower. And in the book, she explains that she was used as a sex slave for espionage. And she was a human computer (laughs) programmed by Henry Kissinger. And she was forced to have sex with Bill Clinton, the Rhodes Scholar. Now, she described having sex with Bill Clinton as bizarre because he acted like a woman. And he he liked to dress up like the Statue of Liberty. Now, the Statue of Liberty is modeled after the Colossus of Rhodes statue. It's the famous Greek Greek sun god Helios. And it's one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Now, what's crazy is the Colossus of Rhodes and the Statue of Liberty both hold the eternal flame that symbolizes the everlasting power of Rome. And Lady Liberty holds the Tabula Ansata, which is the book of the imperial cult of Rome, which was the first secret society of the Roman Empire, who claims they descended from Minos the Crete. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> okay. This is Lady Liberty that sits in, in our country. Okay. So when Bill Clinton was elected president, he was interviewed by Time magazine and photographed in the Oval Office. And he's standing there with his hands out like the Masonic gesture of admiration. And in his left hand, he's holding a single red rose. That is no coincidence. Okay. So the island of Malta, um, which is very interesting, has an umbrella festival every year. And this is supposed to be symbolic because the umbrella is the symbol of protection, you know, like the, the secret societies protect each other. And the word umbrella derives from the word umbella, which means to protect. Now the word umbra, which is a variation of umbella, is Latin for shadow or darkness. Okay, now stay with me here. Okay, the family who started the Jesuits, they were the house of Farnese. Now, their descendant, who is alive and well now, his name is Prince Carlo, 
and he is the head of the House of Bourbon. Okay, now Prince Carlo is a member of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, and he's married to this woman named Camilla. Now Camilla is a Dame of Malta, which is a female Knight of Malta, and she works for the Umbra Institute. Now remember, Umbra means darkness. So Camilla, who I believe is a hidden figure on the world stage, she has a project called the Pagota. Pagota means ragdoll. A ragdoll is defined as a hopeless, small creature. This is a foundation for children. Okay, so anytime I hear that these elites are working with children and their name is literally connected to the word darkness, I get really creeped out. Now, what's really crazy is that Princess Camilla, who's married to Prince Carlo, her father started a global defense contracting company called Leonardo. And their logo is a red and white umbrella. Now, the Knights of Malta's flag is red and white. And if you take a red and white umbrella and flatten it out and you look above it, it literally looks like the Knights of Malta. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the same thing. I was just thinking that. Uh, yeah. Isn't oh, Leonardo like, the company that was associated with the election fraud? I don't know. I think so. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure. That, you know what? That makes sense if it does because this defense company, Leonardo, still exists today, and it was bought out by Vanguard. So Vanguard bought it from these people. From Camilla's dad. Yeah, and maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was from Camilla because I don't know what happened to her dad, but God. it's the eighth biggest defense contracting company in the world today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a whole thing like back in – 2020 or 2021 the leonardo system was involved with the vote stealing and blah 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 that's what it says i just googled it real quick and oh my god yeah well what's even crazier about prince carlo and camilla is that their last name is rainier Okay, Keith Rainier. Oh, 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 wait, wait for this. Keith Rainier, who is related to them, was the ex-leader of Nexium. Yes. Keith Rainier chose the name Nexium because a Nexum is a slave of a debt bondage system based on the principles of the Greco-Roman Empire. Now, this is going to blow your mind. Keith's assistant was Nancy Salzman, right? Yeah. And he called her the prefect. Yeah, like in Rome. <laughs> Do you know who else had the nickname the prefect on the world stage? Nelson Mandela. He was known as the prefect because he studied Roman law in college. Now, this is crazy. Nelson Mandela was a knight of Malta, and he created a secret assassin group based on the Jesuits called the MK. Now, I think of MK Ultra. And it's also the acronym for Malta Knight, MK. Oh, now, before, wow. You now, think that's what before, Michael Kors is about? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, what? MK. Michael, Michael Kors. Kors. <laughs> <laughs> we see that everywhere. Every girl has yeah. Oh, like 10 years like, ago, at least. 15, yeah. Yeah, 15 years Good ago, Lord. she was fucking everywhere. Nelson Mandela, before he died, started a foundation called the Mandela Roads foundation like roads like roads like road scholar island of roads the roads like what what okay it's too much man it's like crazy (laughs) 
It's crazy. <laughs> like they're all connected. All these people are connected. Yeah. Um, and so this brings me to the Freemasons and, you know, the Freemasons, um, something I think people need to understand is that the Freemasons were educated by the Jesuits in the very beginning. Um, Ignatius of Loyola, who was the first black Pope, was a member of the Spanish Illuminati called the Alumbrados. And um, actually, these, these people taught Adam Weishaupt a lot of their magic, who started the Illuminati and was involved with the Freemasons. Now, in my mind, the Jesuits and the Freemasons and these bloodlines of today, that is who they are. That is they, in my mind. They control it all. And at the very tippy top of the pyramid lies the devil in the Vatican, in my opinion. I, you know, I don't know for sure. That's just what I believe based on everything I know. Now, after I learned about what happens at the 33rd degree of Freemasonry, and this is what I want to talk about. So the 33rd degree of Freemasonry, their initiation is held in Washington, D.C., and when a man becomes initiated into Freemasonry at the first degree, they are presented with four Bibles. They're on a table. And it's the Holy Bible, the Quran, the Book of the Law, and the Hindu Scriptures. Now, these men, when they first enter Freemasonry, they are asked to walk up to the table and kiss the Bible that they are associated with. Now, the men do not know this, but they are literally kissing their religion goodbye. That is what that signifies. Okay, oh, wow. so, by, so by the time the men reach the 33rd degree. It's like the kiss of death. Yeah. yeah. You trade so, with a kiss like Judas to Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you know, these words and symbols, like it, it all means something and comes from somewhere. So by the time that these men reach the 33rd degree, you know, if they do, some men don't go higher than 17. But, you know, if they do, they are brought back into a room with what they call the Supreme Council. And the Supreme Council, they wear black robes, just like the Jesuits, okay? And the first question that they are asked is, are you a Christian? Now, if these men answer yes, they don't go any farther. If they answer no, then they go into the second part of the ritual, okay? So if you ascend to the second part of the ritual of the 33rd degree in the ceremony, your final obligation is to take an oath administered by the Sovereign Grand Inspector Council. And this oath's purpose is to swear allegiance to the Supreme Council of the 33rd degree above all other allegiances. And it literally is the devil. That's what they say. And that you are never allowed to share this with anyone else. Okay. Now, after that, they are handed a human skull, and it's filled with wine, and then they drink it. And then after that, a man comes out of nowhere, just appears, and he's dressed like a skeleton, and he hugs the candidate, and the ritual is complete. Okay, that's the 33rd degree. Now, when you become a 33rd degree, you are taught one last thing, and that is the importance of care. C-A-R-E. Now, when you care about something enough, you give it energy, and that energy manifests into something, and when you don't care, you are ignoring it. You become ignorant. Now, these 
Freemasons do not want lazy and ignorant people. They want the best minds. They want the people that care and want to manifest things in this world. So to not care makes you not worthy. So to have care is the cardinal rule of the Freemasons. Now, I also think it's super interesting that Bohemian Grove has the cremation of care ceremony, Mm -hmm. okay, which is a mock blood sacrifice to Minerva or Moloch, whatever you want to call them, you know, during the cardinal month of the Zodiac. Now, during the great persecution of the Roman Empire, cardinals were forced to participate in blood sacrifices to Minerva, okay? Minerva is basically Moloch. So there's so many parallels between the Greco-Roman Empire, the Jesuits, the Mafia, and the Freemasons. Even the first degree in the OTO is Minerva. Really? Yeah, Minerva. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so, we covered that with Drake's clothes with all the owl stuff yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Well, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is, is crazy. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask your opinion, Amy, and I think you and I have talked about this like a little bit. So I also, to echo a lot of what you were saying, I was watching a documentary last night called Helio Sorcery. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it, but no, it's about um, the cover-up of flat earth theory, let's say, to push okay. the world to a more heliocentric model. Right. And the documentary is basically indicating that the Jesuits were behind, you know, the idea, implementing the ideas of heliocentric theory. Um, and it found it odd that that would come from, like, uh, the Catholic Church, Right to like almost push people away from a very God-centered, geocentric model. Right. So when we he- when we say, oh, well, it's the Jesuits, it's these people, it's that people, what in your opinion is like the role of the Vatican or like the function of Catholicism like on the stage? So I think it's important to make the distinction that um, the Jesuits are a military order. Mm-hmm. They're not a religious order and they are, what makes it confusing is that I believe that the Catholic church was infiltrated a long time ago and under the umbrella of the Catholic church, you have subgroups like, you know, the Knights of Columbus, um, the Knights of Malta, um, the Jesuits, you know, and these, these groups that claim to be Christian, but are not. Right. So I, I think when you understand the history of the Jesuits, um, you know, that there's a lot of misconception, too, is that people need to understand that the reason why we have liberal education, like the people who established all the universities, that was done by the Jesuits. Like liberal ideology, that is the Jesuits. They established fraternities, sororities, And now, you know, there's this widespread of Satanism on college campuses where they're literally practicing, like, lamb sacrifice and the spreading of these, like, satanic ideologies. You know, this is spawned in the university, and the university is the Jesuit Jesuit way. And so I think you have to distinguish between Catholicism, which was, well, it was, I don't know if it still is, the biggest 
Christian religion in the world that was spreading the gospel of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And of course it's going to get infiltrated. Of course. And the, there was um, the people who started the Jesuits um, off the top of my head. I believe it were seven. There were seven men who started the Jesuits all connected to the Spanish Illuminati. What does that tell you? So it's not, to me, I think, you know, again, we have our first Jesuit Pope. You know, we, we've never had a Jesuit Pope before. Yeah, that is, that is definitely that. significant for sure. And Francis yeah. has been radically changing the way Catholics view the world away from traditional you know, Catholic beliefs. Um, I think that's something important to look at too. So there's also a guy, a Catholic cardinal named uh, Vigano. Can't think of his first name. Are you familiar with Vigano? Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he is basically a whistleblower for the Vatican saying that, you know, we shouldn't have taken the vaccine. Like he's basically, whatever Pope Francis says, he is against. He says the opposite. I think he's an archbishop. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's um, the voice of reason over there, but you know he's talked about how there is so much evil that has been infiltrated into the Vatican. So I think you just have to kind of piece it together, and it's very important to understand the history of the Jesuits and make the distinction that they are a military order; they're not a religious order. It's two totally different things. I also don't think I was just doing research like on Steve Bannon who was like the mastermind behind Trump's Christian Zionist presidency. And Mm. all these people that are on the world stage, Jesuit educated from Anthony Fauci to Cuomo, all of them, Bill Clinton, like every, like most presidents, Biden's kids too. But yeah, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, um, Mm -hmm. Steve Bannon, Jesuit educated. You know, they, the Jesuits called, their places of um, like operations war room. They are called the Jesuit war room. So I don't think it's a coincidence that Steve Bannon now has a show called war room. Like it's, I don't think these are coincidences. Mm. I think they're, no. they're just putting it out there and you know, there's all these Masonic hand signs that I think people, they're just like, Oh, he's just putting his hand like this. Well, that's the Mason sign for um, master Mark. The intellect, like the the elite approves of your intellect, so they will let you do what you want on the world stage. See, that is Steve Bannon. You know, it's all these people that I just think they're all in it. Yeah. Anybody on the world stage. It seems like um, the Jesuits is like the equivalent of like the synagogue of Satan in like Judaism. So they say they're yeah. Jews, but they're not. And then like the Jesuits say they're Catholics or Christians, but they're not. I right. think at the end of the day, they are Luciferian. Exactly. And, yeah, I, I think they're just Luciferian. And you can see it. I mean, look at, like, the symbolism and music videos. And it's just so dark and demonic. You know, what is that? Yeah. You know? That is wild. It's funny, too, how um, you started off talking about, like, King Minos of Crete. Right? Yeah, and Minos is the king associated with the myth of the Minotaur. Yeah, right in the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching this show Dark 
which is like a German-produced show from a few years ago. But yeah. a huge theme in that show, which is about parallel worlds, dimensions, time travel, like, is there a beginning and an end? Like, all these kind of themes. One yeah. A huge theme in that show is the labyrinth of the Minotaur and the red string that I think it's Theseus. I could be wrong. Theseus, I think, holds a string that Ariadne, who's a princess, holds for him so he can find his way back out of the labyrinth later after he kills the Minotaur. So oh I just find it weird because they like connect everything with this red string and the red string of Kabbalah. Yeah. And I just sounded like, oh my God. That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, I just got goosebumps again. Yeah. So it's like the, the that Minotaur and that labyrinth theme. It's like we're all trying wow. to just find our way out of the labyrinth for real. Yeah. But it all goes back to King Minos. <laughs> I mean, that's what legend says. And, you know, Minos, it's, it's all connected to all these ancient myths and legends. And, you know, of course, like, I don't like to get tied to one narrative ever, you know, constantly learning and trying to figure out, you know, what's real. Um, you know, like some people like in flat earth, it's like once you're a flat earth or you never go back or, you know, I just think you have to be open to taking in new information and being like open to open and flexible, to like change your mind and be like, Oh, maybe it's not this. It could be that like kind of how I like to research and go through life. It's like, I don't know. I'm just piecing stuff together and, really interesting when you connect all these ancient civilizations and they share like commonalities and yeah even language well you, you know, know what, you know what's really ruined the conspiracy like uh community well i hate to say community just i guess kind of conspiracies in a sense they've been politicized yeah you know uh, uh, 10 yep. 15 years ago it wasn't people were more open-minded because they weren't picking a side they were just looking at who was ever in charge regardless what side you're on. Now it's yeah. just like you got to pick a side now when you want to be a conspiracy theorist. So what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Where the hell did that come from? That's another trap. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the, the, the she was like when I, that was the first thing that made me question QAnon. I was like, why are we picking, picking mm -hmm. a team? Yeah. Why do we have some political savior? This doesn't well, interesting with QAnon too. And like, that's actually kind of how like NY and I connected was his Quetzalcoatl series. Because yeah. the symbolism is what tipped me off, like, looking at the symbolism of, again, all these ancient civilizations. And it goes back to, to me, almost like Tribe of Dan, which is like another layer. We can just yeah. add on. the Tribe yeah. of Dan from the Bible. Um, and that they would be the ones to, like, judge the world. Yeah. So in my perspective, like, a lot of this is just, like, under God's plan. And in a way, I don't feel like. I know this is very black pills, like that we can't really do anything about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, like other than expose and learn about it so that we don't fall prey to like the traps that they will inevitably lay for us and try to corner us into. Um, but it's just this biblical never ending story, a red labyrinth around uh, a red string around labyrinth, like just going on and on and on. And it's just never ending yeah. until God decides it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Like, I, you know, again, I'm the same way. I'm very, not like a hopeless, not like I give up, but it's kind of no. like, you know, when you when you look at the world and when you look at history, I mean, even just going back to, like, World War One, like, I can't imagine, like, 
living through a time where it's like boots on the ground, everybody you know has gone off to war and is dying and like there's just been so many like stock market crashes and economic depression and crazy false flags and presidents getting murdered. Like the 1800s, there was like what 15 presidents that were assassinated, like killed or poisoned. Like in my lifetime, we haven't had one president that was murdered. I mean, even going back to like JFK, like how traumatizing was that for the boomers? And mm-hmm. so it's like when you mm-hmm. think about it like that, the world has always been crazy. It will continue to be crazy. And now we're just, I mean, I don't know what's going on now. Like it feels like, I don't know what's going on now, but it's (laughs) crazy. Like you turn on the news or you read an article and you're like, what? Sometimes I think if you just look at the news as, or like, well, whatever's in the news as being parody, or like a, like reality, yeah. TV, you actually yeah. would be like, okay, this actually makes more sense, because like yeah. it's like you have to you start looking at it, yeah. it's just like how how could this even make sense? Like we went from yeah. like having uh, our our country was basically run by a reality TV guy, they hated him, and now we're sending billions to another reality TV guy in another <laughs> TV country. Yeah. Like it is like, funny. How did this when you happen? Think about it. I know. Really, like, how did really this happen? Funny. It, it is, is really funny. It's um a, a funny enough too. This morning, I woke up to like I you know open your phone or whatever when you wake up, and I woke up to a message from a friend who was like, Teresa, do we live in a matrix? It's <laughs> like seven a.m. And yeah. I'm like, I even think I, the whole anti-Semitism I, thing is coming from the fact that we're actually funding Nazis. They're like, yeah, we're actually giving them money. And, like, now, like, this whole anti-Semitism shit comes out. Like, you'll see stuff on the news on TV. Why is America becoming so anti-Semitic? And people are like, where is this coming from? Because I don't think us personally as humans are. Not from us. No, it's the fact (laughs) that, like, oh, because we're so fucking blind. We don't realize our country's actually sending Nazis money in Ukraine. And it's just like a play. We're going to come out and say that we're funding fucking Nazis, but say it's the people who are anti-Semitic. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, it's almost it like a does. play and like a mind fuck, really. Yeah, it really well, is. I woke up to that message and I was like, I was like, no, I don't. I said, well, I think what happens is when you realize how contrived things are, when then you start to see it a certain way, it's like, it does look like a matrix from the outside. Yeah. You know, so... Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. I, like you said, these are the people and the groups that control our reality. So in that sense, yes, it is a man-made matrix or supernaturally controlled, I believe, yeah. personally as yeah. well, that at the top it is the adversary. Yeah. You Sometimes know? I just think there's like a valve and like when a specific type of frequency comes in, regardless, good or bad, it's just going to re- represent itself in a certain way. So that sh- could just be why you get shit. It's because something shitty just came through. And that's how it's going <laughs> to fucking work its way into reality. Right. Well, you and know? again, like, you know. It's like having purpose- like a dirty uh, fuel injector, you know, and sometimes it's just some <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> but there's purposes for these things, right? So, you know, it can't just all be great and jolly and rainbows and butterflies all the time. No, and I, I also know? do agree. I think there's just a cycle to it. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe the extremes can be buffered by us, but I think in re- all reality, unfortunately, there's just cycles that I think repeats, regardless of how what we do. 
Either yeah. either we can have a really nice paradise until that time comes, or we can just fucking slowly, you know, get worse and worse. Well, I, I think sometimes. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sometimes no, I think that's ahead. all we got. I don't know. No, just saying. Yeah. Like the purpose of evil is to give us an adversary to work against, right? So without that, it's like imagine you're playing a video game, right? There'd be no growth. Exactly. Yeah. There's no growth. Imagine if you're just playing a video game. What's the point of the game? To just like. Walk around, look like those games, like uh, what's that one? Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's like for Nintendo. You just walk around and like do stuff. You walk around, you pick pick fruit, you build a house, you build this, and it's boring. There's nothing to do. Like you need you need something like a sword needs a whetstone. You got to grind against something, right? Yeah. To grow and to suffer produces growth. Yeah. Now you can fall prey to the suffering and then never get out of it. And that I think is the trap of the matrix, right? Unless you try to better yourself and further your knowledge and that's escaping. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes (laughs) into like. Convenience can be a motherfucker. Makes you lazy. How much lazy now than 15 years ago. He's got that con in there again. (laughs) Yeah. Those fucking pirates. And there, even exactly. the, you know, it's funny even when I say that because I'm a big David Lynch fan. And in Twin Peaks, whenever he talks about the abyss, it's always above the convenience store. Because then you fall into this world and all it is is a bunch of fucking convenience. That's right. Convenience and laziness. Yes. I love it. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, I just now you make me want to start watching Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is so good. That's how you oh, get lured God. into everything is fucking convenience. It's so good. Right? No, that's yeah. true. Fuck. Con. Yeah. There's something to that. And yeah, I know like in the beginning of the show, I, I hope I didn't lose people with my ancient no. talk. But I mean, it's just to me, it's like it's, it's, it's all connected and it goes way farther back than I think, you know, you might even realize. And, and it's hard with history because you don't know what's real. I mean, they're even, they've rewritten 9-11. They're rewriting COVID. So how can we trust what they say about I've the Roman that. Empire and yeah. the Sumers? I mean, it's like. What do you think the new, What do you think the history will be about that shit thirty years from now? <laughs> I hate. And by the time even, we're by the time I we're don't. gone, I'm sure it'll be even hyped up even more because there'll be nobody around. Oh to my discredit. god! <laughs> it'll be like a like the Black Plague. I was going to say or the Spanish something flu. Something that happened, yeah. and yeah, Spanish flu and. They'll, they'll, they'll be saying afraid. those people are wearing those uh, those weird masks again, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the plague doctor masks. Yeah. 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 Actually, I just posted on my Instagram uh, yesterday. There was a video someone sent me about how the Spanish flu epidemic more people died of the vaccine than the war, or something. I don't know. Some like outlandish wow. claim, and I was like, I'm gonna share it anyway. <laughs> I cannot verify <laughs> it, but again, like, how would we really know? Did you remember what they yeah. used with those masks? Those masks back in the those what do you call them again? I forgot the name. Like doctor masks. Yeah, yeah, you know they actually like stuffed herbs up in those things and lit them on fire. Oh. Yeah, oh, and, and you know, know it was, yeah, it was funny is that like even when like COVID hit, and I did know some people from the OTO or from the magic and witch community, like they were like wearing their masks and like dropping like essential oils on it so it could smell good throughout oh. the day. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cute. But I'm like, but that's like you're almost redoing the, the Plague Doctor mask now. Yeah. But you just no beak. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what the exactly. fuck? Yeah. Looks, looks slightly less ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. yeah, no beak and you're not lighting them on fire. You're still inhaling it. <laughs> well, and even the oil would block 
like smells would block certain noises like yeah, i was just like yeah. come on i'm like you're really trying to fucking make a magical mask get the fuck uh, out of here well when, we got, when you guys were just already. talking um now i looked up the etymology of the word venient because you're talking about oh. under the convenience store right yeah so venient means come under Come under so to, come, to like come to come under and like control i feel you know oh. like like come into my like sneak attack or yeah something. that's what i thought it was and like oh, into control fucking pirates well yeah. and the word attack <laughs> this i don't know why i know this but the word attack comes from tacking which is um one of the things the pirates used to do like when they would attack they would participate in tacking which was like a form of like Surprise attack or like sabotage or oh, fuck. it all ties back to the sea. I feel like it's always like the sea or you know like even with um oh you know who gets like into currency yeah. you know currency all the maritime words Ma- yeah. maritime <clears throat> words. that's what I was gonna say yeah okay. yeah well maybe the reason for that is because you know if we want to take the idea of the firmament and there's like waters above and waters below and if this is a reflection of what's going on above us if there was you know an angelic war in heaven it's just a repeated like down below on earth you know it's playing out between you know the anunnaki or whatever you want to call them yeah and now it's playing out on the earth plane as well well if you think it's a matrix it could literally be the laws of what you see What you see or what you see. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Oh. That's what I'm saying. What you're seeing, this is just the laws and the science and the math with the matrix. Right? Oh, yeah. God. Crazy. Um, I didn't want to put you guys on the spot, but I had one question for you guys. Okay. <laughs> this is kind of like random, but what are your thoughts on the Mandela effect? Do you think it's real or do you think it's like... I don't know. I my Find only it, it's, experience it's with Mandela. It's like the only thing that blew my mind was the phrase um, "mirror, mirror on the wall." And I've always remembered it as "mirror, mirror on the wall," but it's "magic mirror on the wall." Yes, that was the only one where I was like, "Wait, no, what? No, There's a few it's of those." Mirror, mirror. Google it. Google it. It's magic <gasps> mirror on the wall. Shut up. Yeah, I have to say, like, I, you know, when I first heard about these, I was just like, eh. And then somebody sent me a video and I was like, you have to check out this one. It's short, but it just mentions a few really good ones. And I watched it and uh, I, they got me with the Forrest Gump. I had it wrong. What? Why? What happened in Forrest Gump? The the box of chocolate slime that everybody says completely wrong. Same thing with Star Wars with Luke, I am your father. I don't think he's actually ever said it like that. He's never yeah. said that. Uh, Berenstein Bears, I swore, was spelled differently. Same. You know, and then yeah. there was a, there yeah. was one or two other ones, and I was like, yo, I was like, Oscar Mayer, I was, yeah. I was like, but then you know what the whole thing is? I mean, even when it comes down to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it just for because I'm Italian in my family. You know, sometimes people will butcher the Italian language. Just, you know, whatever, speaking the Americanized, you know, dropping vowels left and right, which is so important. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. people will butcher yeah. the langu- other languages. How do I know that we're just not idiots and actually butchered these things ourselves? That's quite yeah. possible, too, but I don't think yeah. all of them. I don't think all of them. So yeah. there is something weird behind that. I don't know if it's like somebody playing around with magic and actually changing 
time and space or whatever or you know the, what's that machine they turned on <laughs> every time they turn on these machines yeah. something weird happens yeah i don't I, know i don't know either i just wondered what you guys thought because i mean the the theme in entertainment right now is very much about like portals and dimensions and altering like that's very clear that that's what they're trying to do yeah. is alter and control time yeah. So I wonder if there is some truth to the Mandela effects. They f- fucking freak me out. <laughs> I, I do not weird. understand. That yeah. Sinbad movie, I swear to God, he <laughs> was in that fucking movie. <laughs> okay? That's I remember the other the, one. I remember the posters for it as a kid. Like, you cannot tell me that that did not happen. It okay. happened. <laughs> right? I remember it, too. I remember God. him being dressed up like a genie. Right? That That's another one. That one, oh man, that. there's there's a few. The Britney Spears skirt. Oh, oh see, yeah, I never, I never the plaid remember. skirt. Yeah, I swear to God, that skirt was plaid, and yeah, that one, the video, too. it's black. What the fuck? <laughs> but I sometimes know. I wonder if it's like okay, in the Britney Spears example, like that's a schoolgirl video, the baby hit yeah. me one more time video, and it's like in our mind, do we just associate schoolgirl uniforms with plaid? So we think right. in our I mind that it's plaid. That actually, with that, yeah, right. Well, but okay, I'm pretty What's crazy is if you Google um, Britney Spears costume for Oops, I Did It Again, Google will pull up like thousands of images of girls wearing a plaid skirt. Plaid so like, What does that tell you? There, I mean, normally when you dress up like somebody for Halloween, you get it right. You okay, right. wearing a black skirt. I'm going to wear a yeah. black skirt. They're all in plaid skirts. Like, black That's is not, like, like, what is that? Like, no school girl. Well, okay, my school uniform black. was navy, navy skirt. Yeah. But still, I don't know. That's weird. So weird. What like, is that? I really don't know. But some of them really freak me out. Some of them I think are just dumb, but. Yeah, there are a lot of dumb ones. And I think sometimes people can really push it and take it too far where it's kind of ridiculous. And <laughs> that's what ruins a lot of things. You know, a lot of things. Well, then if, if these are the things that are getting changed, why are they all so silly? Why can't we change, like, important things? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. like, Nelson Mandela himself dying. I think that was the first one, right? Yeah. That's why they call it the Mandela effect. Yeah. And I don't remember anything about that. Like, I think I was probably too young to the whole him know. dying in prison. I, I don't. It was not on my radar. So, to me, yeah. that one was just. Yeah, that one's tricky. Yeah. I don't so even know many. what year he allegedly died. Oh, I don't, like, I no yeah, idea. that one, I don't know either. That, that yeah. Sinbad one, man. He was fucking in that movie. Just admit it. <laughs> Unless it's like he got cloned or some shit and he doesn't know. Or this is like Sinbad like from the parallel universe. Oh my god, the Sinbad one. I will never live that one down. <laughs> or, ma- or mirror, mirror on the wall. That is Yo, that one, up. yeah, that one got me too. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Magic it, mirror? I've never heard that ever. Me neither. I was like, wait a second. And then you Google it and it's magic mirror. And when you watch the movie, it, like watch the clip on YouTube, she says magic mirror on the wall. I'm like, no, that no. is not right. Same with the not Star possible. Wars one, like you were saying in live. Yeah. Luke, what is it? That, then he doesn't say, Luke, I am your father? Yeah. Come on, I was doing that in, in a water glass at like, you know, six years old, like the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I know. Oh, uh, you can't fool us, that man. One, that one hurt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Inconclusive. No. Inconclusive. Yeah. It's fucked uh, up. Crazy, wow. crazy world. We have a 
crazy world. Speaking yes. of Forrest no Gump, answer. real quick, have you, have, uh, Amy, have you ever seen that clip where uh, Tom Hanks does like the uh, Baphomet symbol in Forrest Gump? No. That's I haven't wild. seen that movie in so long. Yeah, when he's like, I have, saying I'm gonna goodbye look it up that, after we get he's off. Saying goodbye to that. He has girl. a post about it, I think, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. Oh, probably I think a while he... ago. Yeah, yeah, from long ago. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, there's a part where he's saying goodbye to I think Jenny or whatever, and he's going into the service, and he's got yeah. like one hand up and the other hand down, and like he puts his two fingers down at the bottom and then puts his two fingers up. At the bottom. No, way. I didn't. And yeah. they're oh, saying goodbye. God. It's when they're saying goodbye in front of the Washington Monument. Of all places. Oh, my God. Of all places. Right? Because he, like, walks out into the water, and he's like, Jenny! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to look that up yeah. after we get off the phone. Yeah. But, wow. yeah. We have to talk about more craziness again soon, for sure. Yeah. But oh, thank yeah. you so much for coming on and giving the rundown of who's the they. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. In my opinion, you know, I don't know, but that's I, what I think. I agree with you. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. That was I, awesome. I didn't know much about any of that stuff you brought up. So that was all new for me. I thoroughly enjoyed Really? That. Oh, that's Oh awesome. yeah. I love, yeah. I don't know much about that. I love putting new stuff out because you know, when you do a show, you want to like be interesting and not just repeat the same stuff you did on the last show or the show before that. So I just try to keep it fresh. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Well, you do an amazing job. Yeah. Please keep, you know, doing what you're doing, sharing you. all that you share. Um, do you want to tell everyone one more time where they can find your stuff? Yeah. So I have a podcast called Amy's Research on Apple and Spotify. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Amy's Research. Wonderful. Amazing. And, and why do you want to plug your other shows? Yes. I have the For people who might not know. Uh, the NY Patriot Show. Then uh, I co-host. Yeah, I co-host this show with you, and I have uh, 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 the Occult Rejects. Uh, everything is inside. I will give you a link tree. It's all on the bottom, with the show notes. I'll probably be the one putting it in there myself. Uh, so yeah, my link is just in the bottom for all my shows. I have the NY Patriot, the Occult Rejects, and uh, the links for all that's in my link tree. Thank Wonderful. And yeah, thank you so much, Amy, again. And thank you to everyone who was listening and hanging out with us. And we'll see you in the next one. Later. Bye.